Hey, thanks, guys. I'm Nathan. I'm an alcoholic. <clears throat> Nathan? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I know my man Sonny is up next. He's going to be speaking, and he asked me to open for him, uh, which feels very rock and roll to me. So I said yes, of course, and I'm pretty psyched to, to hear from him too. But um, yeah, really grateful to be here today on this Sunday. Uh, Nathan, alcoholic. My sobriety date is January 24th, 2017. So I have a little over four years. Um, and despite all of the things that have gone down, uh, good and bad and tragic and painful and whatever in these last four years, they've absolutely been the best four years of my life. Um, you know, really this year in particular, I'm sure for a lot of us, this has really been like a growth year, um, really dealing, dealing with a lot of unknowns and dealing with a lot of things that we have zero control over and not really knowing what's coming up or what's coming next or how to handle it or how to adapt. Um, <clears throat> and it's been very up and down for me. It, it, at some points, I feel like I've adapted very well and other points I've been resistant. Um, lately, I feel like I've been in a bit of a resistant phase, uh, just recently moved into a new apartment. Um, <clears throat> in between trying to get back to work, unemployment's not really coming through right now. There's just like all these variables of like confusing and uncomfortable things that are going on. And it's just been a huge test of like, all right, what does my connection with God look like right now? What does my program look like? Um, this is the test, right? For the first <clears throat> several years of my recovery, I feel like uh, maybe it was a pink cloud. I don't really know, but things were going really smooth. I feel like my life just kind of got better and better in this upward tra trajectory. And circumstantially right now, my life is amazing. It's, it's perfect. But I feel like inside I'm going through these huge changes, these huge like emotional uprooting phases where I'm really finding out who I am. And I think that's because I've been working a more thorough program than I've ever worked in my life. And it's revealing and surrendering things within me that maybe I didn't want to see, or maybe I didn't want to look at, but it's things that I need to take a look at if I want to grow because I want to grow. And I want to read just a little bit here from uh, the big book. It's on page 84. It's talking about the 10th step. And I read this a lot. Um, <clears throat> It says this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. So this means <clears throat> at the top, it says this thought brings us to step 10. So that's assuming I've started my amends process. So now I'm, I've been making some amends and I can move into this 10th step where I've entered the world of the spirit. So my radar is on my awareness of a higher power. My awareness of God is, is turned on. <clears throat> and now it's, it's going to tell me how to try to keep that close and how to stay connected. It says our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. So that's understanding of myself. Who am I understanding of people around me? And how can I put this into effectiveness in the world around me? How can I, take this into my relationships and my jobs and all these different areas of my life. How can I apply these spiritual principles? So this is not an overnight matter, even though I would like it to be. Uh, it should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. So recently I've been reading this every morning and I will stop at each one of these words 
and say a prayer and I'll say, all right, God, where have I been selfish? And lately it's been like, <clears throat> I've, my finances have been kind of a mess because I've been on unemployment for a year. So lately it's been like, where's my money? I want stuff. I want to buy stuff. Uh, and I usually have the means to do that. And right now I don't. So this is like, all right, that's a little bit of selfishness within me. Like my bills are paid and things are taken care of, but I want like stuff for me. So there's an area of selfishness that I can kind of pay attention to. Dishonesty. Um, <clears throat> lately, this has actually been one that I can check and, and it's, it's pretty clean. There's not a whole lot that I'm not telling someone or sharing with somebody or keeping to myself. Uh, resentment. I feel like this one's been a big one lately. Um, just moved into this new apartment. Like I said, my mom's girlfriend was here for the last three weeks staying with us. I love my mom's girlfriend. She's amazing, but I'm very sensitive to other people's energies. I also like my solitude and my space from time to time when I want it. So these resentments have just been cropping up over the stupidest little things lately. So this has been a big one that I've had to look at when I read this in the morning and I say my prayers. And then fear is the last one. So what am I afraid of? <clears throat> this is something that I've really been taking a look at lately. What am I afraid of like on a deeper level as a human being? What is Nathan afraid of? Um, you know, there's like surface level things like I'm afraid my unemployment might not come through or I'm afraid of this or that. But then there's the deeper things of like, I'm afraid of what someone might think of me. I'm afraid I might sound stupid in a meeting. Um, I'm afraid of what your perception of me is. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like those are these like deep rooted things coming from a childhood of, you know, I was good at a lot of things except school. I couldn't really focus. I, you know, my parents were upset with me a lot because I just like couldn't get the school idea through my head. They had to help me like relentlessly through all 12 grades. And I always kind of had this feeling of like, I'm not enough. I'm kind of a fuck up. I kind of get in trouble. I don't really get good grades. And now I carry that into my sobriety sometimes of feeling like I have to put on a persona of like perfect Nate. Uh, either in AA or as the perfect boyfriend or in any area of my life, right? So these are some of these deep-rooted fears of, am I enough? Am I enough just as I am right now? Can I be okay with just me and a connection to my higher power? Is that enough? I know all the books I read tell me that's all I'll ever need. And people share about it in the meetings and tell me that's all I'll ever need. And my mind can even tell me, Nate, you're connected with God, you're good. But sometimes at the same time that's going on deep down, I can still have this bond, this agreement that I made at some point in my life that says, I'm not enough unless I have this or that or this validation or this love from these group of people. So the fear one is, is something I've really been paying attention to lately. Um, <clears throat> and then here's where the solution comes in. When these crop up, we ask God to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone then we can resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love, of, love and tolerance of others is our cub. So <clears throat> that's exactly what I do when I read this in the morning. I go through these four words and then I ask God if he can remove them or at least give me the courage to walk through these things into the next right action. 
And then I can resolutely turn my thoughts to someone I can help. I have three sponsees right now. All three of them are on their fourth step and all three of them want it, at least from what I've seen so far. They're all enthusiastic. Um, they're picking up what I'm putting down. They're applying it to their lives. Uh, they're showing me tangible evidence of the work that they're doing. Um, and it's just like when you're a sponsor and your sponsees want it, it's just so much better. Like you just get so fired up to work with these guys. And lately that's been a huge, like huge, huge highlight of my life is working with these three guys and, and seeing them go through these changes and this growth. Um, <clears throat> so then it's going to tell me the promises that I get from doing these things. We have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally. And we will find that this has happened automatically. So prior to Alcoholics Anonymous, prior to working any steps, prior to doing any of this work, I, it was so rare that I reacted sanely and normally, not just with drugs and alcohol, but with so many other situations in my life, relationships or work environments or whatever. Usually I was so in my head and so governed by fear I, I couldn't really wrap my head around reality or sanity or, or, or any understanding past here. And so now that I've done this, it's telling me I will react sanely and normally, not just with drugs and alcohol, but in, with life in general. And we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude towards liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. So I'm not avoiding alcohol, I'm not avoiding drugs. I don't have to avoid going to nightclubs or bars or a friend's birthday party, or I've been a bartender in sobriety, I'm a DJ, I'm in the music scene. I don't have to, oh, thank you, I see that. I don't have to avoid that stuff. It's been removed, it's gone. I, I really have no interest in drugs or alcohol. And if someone offers it to me, it's very much, oh, no, thanks. I'm all right. And it's, it's like, there's no second thought about it. Um, I, I did the work and that's the result I got, just like it tells me here. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor, we, nor are we afraid. This is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. So the fit spiritual condition to me means <clears throat> this 10th step, right? Taking the inventory, looking into myself, practicing rigorous honesty. And then on the next couple pages talks about the 11th step, right? My morning routine, prayer and meditation, making that connection with God. And I feel like for me, meditation works best if it's on a consistent basis. I've tried doing it here and there and the no effect is produced. I want an effect to be produced just like there was with drugs and alcohol. So I like to meditate as close to daily as possible because that produces the best effect. Um, and then when I'm doing that work and showing up to meetings and taking phone calls, I can be there for my sponsees. I can be there for people in the program. I can be there for my girlfriend and my family and all these other people in my life. And I get to have these beautiful relationships I have this nice little buffer between me and my reactions to people and life and all that, that used to get me in a lot of trouble. And I get to go anywhere where free men can go. I am a free man today. 
because of this work, because of these steps, because of this program. So thank you so much, guys, for having me out. I appreciate it.